It's Golden Hour Adventure Time, featuring everyday people doing extraordinary things. From the peaks of victory to the valleys of defeat, these are their stories. Now, from the back of the pack, your hosts, Justin and Robbie. If a race in Alaska is on your adventure list, check out Active Events for some of the most challenging and beautiful courses in the Masu Valley. Their race lineup includes a course for every type of runner, a high school trail running camp, a bronze ticket backyard ultra, a marathon and 50-mile race through the Hatcher Pass Rec area, a mountain race traversing the Talkeetna Mountains, and a fall trail fest distances from 5K to 50K. You can find out more about their events at activesouls.com or find them on Instagram at activeevents. Use the code GOLDENHOUR for a 10% discount on any of their events. Welcome to Golden Hour Adventures. Uh, before we get to today's guest, let me just tell you one thing that I did today that was super freaking cool, Robbie. Um, I went on a fat ass run. It was called the fat ass holiday or holiday fat ass. I can't remember which one we called it, but kind of the idea behind it is all the holiday stations up in Fairbanks. We ran to each one of them and the goal was you had to, well, I guess that wasn't a goal. It was a rule. You had to go inside the holidays and you had to get some kind of consumable whether it be a food or drink and you had to eat it and then you have to finish it before you go on to the next one so it's kind of a it was it was kind of a neat fat ass like i love fat asses because you know some of them they have rules some of them they don't some of them are just like group runs i don't know have you ever done something like that robbie yeah i've done a i've done quite a few fat asses but i haven't Done a gas station fat ass. <laughs> hey, so uh, so one of the stops we got gas station hash browns, and that <laughs> that wasn't the most questionable thing that I ate today. So <laughs> I was gonna ask, what did you guys buy? <laughs> well, so the first one we all like. Somebody said donuts because it was still kind of early in the morning. We're like donuts, and I was like, man, that sounds good. So we all got donuts. Uh, the second one was a mixture of different things. Um, I can't remember whatever else got. I grabbed an an apple pie. Which, uh, you know, of course, doesn't ever sit well. It looks good <laughs> when you try it, but then when you when you're putting it in, like, oh, it tastes good, and then about a m- half mile down the road, you're just like, oh, that was not a great idea. And you're running through the city, so it's like, yeah, there's no woods around to take a side trail, so <laughs> suck it up, Buttercup. <laughs> uh, the third one we did, uh, we did the questionable uh, gas station hash browns. I will say they were not terrible, but you know. It's like uh, at least it wasn't sushi. Can you imagine gas station sushi? That would have been uh, that would have been pretty funny. <laughs> uh, and well, then followed it up with uh, the four stop being a Coke, and then came back, you know, to the start finish line, and uh, had my uh, my fireball. Had to had to <laughs> had to do the celebratory fireball shot. So, oh, I love it. Yeah, it was great. It was great. Was this hash brown like a patty or was it like... It was like a McDonald's hash brown. Perfect. It was. They had a seasoned one and an unseasoned one. I was like, I better stick with the unseasoned. (laughs) I can't imagine what the seasoned one would have been like. After an apple pie? (laughs) Yeah, after an apple pie. Like My my decisions are very questionable at times. I Sometimes the things that I eat, but you know what? Hey, I feel like if you eat all of this crap and this junk, you're just building your stomach up though, right? Right, right. I mean... I don't, I don't know. I don't know. We're training how to hold it in. <laughs> I, I always just say, I always, I always just do something stupid and be like, you know what? That's ultra. What, what <laughs> you could just claim everything is ultra. Right. So you can, 
<laughs> hey, we have a guest today. I, I guess, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, so we have a guest today. Um, you know, I've lived in Alaska for about a year and a half, and we have not gotten a single Alaskan on yet. And so I thought that we should definitely change that. So coming from about five hours south of me where it's nice and warm, 20 degrees, they get about an hour to two hours of daylight more than what we do. So I'm not jealous at all, but the owner of... I'm going to mess this up. Active Soul Racing. Uh, Active Soul Racing. Yes, I got it right. Heidi Quinn. Hi there. Thank you for having <laughs> me on. <laughs> I guess I should have like done a little bit of research in what your races were called before I just second guessed. And I was like, I think that's what they are. Yes. Active Souls. Active Souls races. Yep. So there's an Active Souls store, mm -hmm. right? That's the running store in Wasilla and Palmer. Yep. So Active Souls Performance Footwear is a running store. We have one in Palmer and then we just opened a new location in February. And so we have the two running stores and then I kind of have the races and put on all the races and yeah. Nice. And are your races, um, your races are primarily ultra, right? They're kind of a mix. Um, I definitely have wanted to introduce some more ultras up here in Alaska. So yeah, they're mostly ultra, some mountain. Um, and then we also do a kids mountain and trail camp as well. So yeah, I saw that trail camp. That's really cool mm -hmm. to me. That's kind of a, an intriguing thing. Um, let's talk about that for a second. Like, how does that, how did, how did you come to doing a trail camp for kids? Yeah, so I have a son who runs high school cross country. There's just a, a lot of teenagers in the valley that are doing cross country. And so we kind of wanted um we wanted to offer them something that got them a little more experience into like longer trails and doing mountain races. Um, you know, a lot of these kids they'll just come and do cross country and then don't really know that there's like a whole other world of racing out there. And so um we kind of aim it mostly towards high school. So it's like um incoming freshmen until seniors that can join. And then we have um a couple coaches and then we pull in some special guests like Christy Marvin that's helped us out with some of the mountain running um we pull in like some nutritionists and um so every day is like a different trail um and so some of them are just trail days some of them are mountain days and then they get um to hear from people who have actually been racing and what the racing world looks like and um we just want to give them some tools for like what comes after high school running um so when their senior year is done and they still want to keep running um to kind of help them be more prepared for the world of racing and ultra running and <laughs> <laughs> start them young is what I say. <laughs> Have you noticed that the sub ultra mountain running is um, real popular? Yeah, it is. Okay. Yeah. I see that there's, um, there's quite a bit of, I'm a Brooks ambassador, right? And so yeah. I didn't know that the, I mean, I knew that there were sub mountain racing. I didn't know how big it was mm -hmm. until I kind of surrounded myself in the Brooks world. And they're really, they kind of put a lot of, um, a lot of time and money and effort into their athletes that are sub ultra mountain runners. Mm -hmm. Um, and that's kind of what I was like, Oh, that's a, that's a big thing. And that's, I, di I didn't realize that. What are you noticing in the mountain running as opposed to ultra running? Or is that a younger crowd thing? And then they kind of move into the ultra world after that or what? Yeah, I think a lot of the kids that we're seeing are definitely um, 
they're into mountain running, you know, they're doing Mount Marathon from a young age. They're doing crazy lazy. Um, and we have, uh, I work with, um, Josh Taylor who did like the youth sky running, um, for a couple of years. So he just was over in Italy, I think. And so, so we were able to bring him in and he was able to kind of talk to some of the kids at our camp and, and just say, Hey, these are some avenues that, um, you can get into at this age. Uh, I think at this age, a lot of the kids are into mountain running. They're just shorter, you know, they can get the speed, they get up and down and they're shorter. They're not quite as hard on your body. I know there's a lot of research about like how long should kids at a certain age be running and, and should they be doing these big, you know, 50 miles, that might be too much for 14, 15 years old. Yeah. Um, and so mountain running is, um, definitely, you know, get them out on the trail, get some competitive. There's like a different technique to it for sure. Um, and then I think once they really excel at mountains, they're like, how much longer can I go? And can yeah. this turn into what are the drive? typical distances for the mountain running? Um, I, they're usually like in between three and eight miles. Okay. Yeah. Is what I, I'm seeing. So. Yeah. That's, that's really interesting. I just haven't done a lot. I haven't, I haven't done a lot of research into that and I haven't, um, I haven't seen, you know, it's, it's once you're into the ultra thing, it's kind of like, that's yeah. all you just like, that's, that's your lane that <laughs> you're your in, like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but then it's just like, Oh, Hey, there's mountain running too. And it's like, you know, that there's a big, uh, interaction between the mountain runners and the trail runners. It's just, mm -hmm. I see that the crowd is a lot younger in the mountain running than opposed to the ultra running. So, yeah. Yeah. Just, uh, well, and I think, you know, as ultra runners, we're like, oh, it's a hill. We're going to walk like, so the thought of, like, <laughs> running. <laughs> like running straight uphill and then being, yeah, you know, no, I'm going to pass. Like <laughs> yeah. I'm going to go run as hard as I can uphill. Exactly. No. I still have not 80 so miles left. I'm not running up this hill. <laughs> totally. <laughs> yeah. But totally different, like training techniques too. Like, you know, crazy lazy is, I don't know if you know about that one, but that's down on lazy mountain and that's always in March. Um, and that's usually kind of when I started gearing up for some of my ultras. And so I always throw it in there, but I, I can't really train. You just, it's such different training, you know? And so, um, so I do it for fun, but I'm not out there, you know? Well, really. tell me about crazy lazy, crazy lazy. Is that what it is? Lazy or crazy lazy? lazy? Yeah. Crazy lazy is the race. And so, um, so it just goes up lazy mountain and lazy mountain is pretty much straight up. Um, it's about two miles to the top and then the whole course is six miles. So you go straight up to the top. It's about 32. I'm going to mess this up and somebody's going to correct me. It's around <laughs> 3,200 feet, I think. Um, so it's like pretty significant game to the top. You have 90 minutes to get to the top. Oh my gosh. And then, um, and then it's like four miles. You kind of drop back down around the mountain and do this trail down. Um, but it's a huge race here in the Valley. Um, I don't put it on, but, um, it usually draws like 300 some people and, um, it's pretty competitive, but yeah, I'm in like the third wave back. Just like, y'all go ahead. I'll... <laughs> it's all the um, ultra runners training. Those are the guys in the back. Yeah. Yeah. But last year, um, I didn't do it last year cause I was get, I was getting ready for an ultra, but my son did it. And, um, I think there was like 60 mile an hour winds at the top. I mean, people just came down at the finish line, just like they had, 
like been through some trauma. Like it was horrendous. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. <laughs> just, been through some trauma. Just, yeah, just carnage at the finish line. On a six mile uh, run. <laughs> on a six mile run. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I guess yeah, if you're climbing definitely... 3,200 feet and two miles in, then yeah, that's probably uh that's a yeah, that's a beater. Blasted at the top and oh, yeah, that was carnage. <laughs> that's awesome. So. Well, let's talk about you as a as a runner. Um yep. How did you get into running? How'd you get into ultra running? Like, how did you turn this whole thing into a big career of uh, race directing all these races? Like, let's, let's start from the beginning. Yeah. From the beginning. It's a very long and winding story. I'm sure. Um, yeah, I think kind of getting into running, I, <clears throat> like my mom was a big, um, just moving, you know, was always walking, always running. And she did her first marathon at age 50. She did the Portland marathon. Um, so I grew up in, in Oregon. And, um, so she was kind of the catalyst for me to kind of get out. She would always, you know, come for a walk with me, come for a run with me. And, um, and so we ended up doing, um, I probably didn't really start running until my mid twenties. I played volleyball in college and that took up a lot of time. So, um, so anyway, so I kind of started running with her and it was, you know, kind of the typical progression, like 5k, 10k, you know, throw and a half. And then, um, did, uh, I don't know, half a dozen marathons. And then I just didn't, I was like, I'm, I think I'm done. I think I'm done with marathons. I just, I didn't like it. I didn't, it was just the pace and the training and the, you know, I always felt like I just wasn't, I didn't like the pavement. So fast forward, we moved up to Alaska and I started doing more trails. Where um, were you at prior to Alaska? We were down in Salem, Oregon. So oh, Salem okay. Valley. Yeah. Um, so mostly roads down there, which is sad because now there's a ton of trail races down there. And I just didn't <laughs> know that when I was there. So now I'm going back to Oregon to sign up for races. Like, oh, I didn't know this. <laughs> um, so anyway, so um, yeah, came up here and um was so we've been here about 10 years now. We moved up in 15, but um, I didn't really know how people ran in Alaska, right? Like I was like, how do you, how are you running with moose and bears and wildlife? And, um, and so I hooked up with some people and, you know, learned all about the kind of trail world and trail running and, and kind of fell in love with it. I was like, this is great. I love being outside. I could be out here for hours. And so while I said I'd never do another marathon again, I just went straight into ultras. <laughs> so it's a way to do it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah, so that was kind of the, the switch for me. Um, just really kind of sinking my teeth into trails and all of that. So I have Alaska to, to thank for that. And, um, yeah, I think it was just kind of once I, found that and liked it and then just kind of became more of like okay what else can I do and how much farther like we all do you know what's the next what's the next distance and um yeah what did what did the uh, the trails give you that the road didn't um the road or the trails gave me like a confidence I think when I was on the road I was always feeling like I wasn't I wasn't fast enough I wasn't good enough um there was so much, you know, competition in that. And I'm not really like a highly competitive person. Um, and so I just felt like every time I did a road race, it was like, well, well, that was fine, but I was like disappointed or something hurt or whatever. And so, um, when I started doing trails, it was like the whole process of it was enjoyable to me. Like I didn't have to meet a certain pace. I could just be out enjoying the trails. Um, I think that the ultra community, as you guys know, is just, 
they're so fun. Like the people are so genuine. Um, the community is awesome. Um, you're just all out there supporting each other. And so I think I really found like, oh, this is a running can be really fun and really enjoyable and really a positive thing rather than just like beating yourself up every day, which is kind of what I felt like I was doing training for marathons. It's hard to explain that to people that are like in the road world that once you transition to trails, like, or trail and ultra, like you probably won't go back. Right. Yeah. You just, you get this like overwhelming, like satisfaction of being a trail and ultra runner, but then the community just brings you in and it's just something totally different. Yeah. It's totally different. Yeah. Yeah. So the last marathon that I did, I, um, was with my mom and we were, well, we actually did the half marathon, but it was kind of, you know, a bigger one. And it was like, we were coming into the finish and it was like this, like, oh, if you're not a merit, you know, get out of the way and you got to go this, like, it was just so kind of like jarring, like, you know, you're not this elite, you're not super fast. And I was like, yeah, I just, I don't think I need to be in that <laughs> element anymore. It's just not fun. So. As opposed to finishing an ultra, you just stand around in the finish line area. Yeah. <laughs> you're like taking pictures, the race, the race photographers taking your picture. People are running by. You're just like, right. Everyone yeah. like a lot of times the race director gives people hugs when they finish the last, you know, it's just like, that's something you it's don't great. see that you don't see that in a, in a road range. I don't know. No, no. It's just such a pure, like, and I don't know. I just, I think it's, I love the finish lines of ultras. I've been choked up at many of my, you know, seeing runners <laughs> come in and, you know, just the stories and the, you know, what people have gone through. I don't know. It's just, it's a, a whole different culture for sure. So yep. Yep. yeah. Yeah. Well, how did you get into race directing? Uh, great question. Um, so I, have been a massage therapist for like 20 years. So when I moved up to Alaska, I started that business again and was just kind of getting burned out with that. And um, I have always been interested and like, I I love planning and organizing and, and creating community. And so I just thought, you know, there's a couple races that I would really like to put on. Um, the Backyard Ultra was one of them. I just, I love that format. Um, there was nothing like that up in Alaska. Um, and so that was kind of my like first, you know, I, I wonder if I could do that. And so, um, so I kind of started planning that. And then at the same time I was going back to school. So I was back at school at UAF. I went online there and was, um, getting my sport and rec business degree there. Um, and, and so that's when I kind of approached Anne at Active Souls and said, Hey, you know, I've got this idea for a race, like, you know, what do you think and working together and, and getting this off the ground. And so, yeah, it was just, it kind of just started with one race and then very quickly, um, we had the race director from Hatcher Pass was getting ready to be done. Um, and she directed a couple other ones. And so I just kind of started picking up different races and creating different races. And now all of a sudden we have kind of a full, a full calendar. So it definitely snowballed for sure. Um, (laughs) Started with one. And then it was like, Oh, you know what else we could do? And I had people, a lot of, a lot of input, a lot of people were like, Hey, you know, this race used to happen and you know, so-and-so doesn't do it anymore. And have you thought about doing this? So I get a lot of, a lot of input from, from the community as far as, you know, what, what they want to see. And so I'm always happy to be able to try it. And, you know, if I have the time and we can make it happen, I think the more races that we have up here, the better. So, yeah. How many races do you direct? 
Oh, good question. Let's see. When is it? <laughs> Usually Robbie's the hard, hard hitting question. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, there's six of them. So. Okay. And then how many, how many of those are ultras? Um, one, two, three of them are ultras. Okay. Yeah. Tell us about this backyard ultra. Yeah. So the backyard ultra that, um, comes from the famous Laz. Um, and so he has the bigs backyard championship down in Tennessee. So the backyard ultra is like, um, it's 4.167 mile loop. Uh, and you do the loop every, you start the loop every hour. So if your race starts at seven, they have um, that hour to run, but then they have to be ready to start the next loop at eight o'clock. So, and then you just run until there's like a last runner standing basically. Um, so our, our two, the last two years. Yeah. So our record is 22 hours that we have. So we're trying to break 24 this that, year. That scares me. I don't know yeah. why, like, I'm in so intrigued by the disc or, but by the platform, but I, as a, as a slower runner that that's kind of, it scares me. I don't know why. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, it's definitely like I did um, the first one that I did. I was like, this should be fine. Like it's pretty much in my pace, but then you really start to feel the pressure that you don't usually feel like in an ultra, like, cause when you're just out there for 50 miles, a hundred miles, whatever you, um, you can walk and you can walk as much as you want, or you can take a break or you can, you know, you're meeting cutoffs, but they're not like in within the hour. Um, and so it's like every hour you want to try and be back. We've learned that like 52 to 54 minutes is kind of like the sweet spot. It's just enough time for you to get back, like go to the bathroom, get some more fuel and then get ready to go without getting cold or stiff or anything like that. So, but yeah, it's, uh, it's tricky. <laughs> I'm always interested in the strategy behind that. Cause like you were saying, um, you know, I've watched some of the documentaries out there and guys are coming in like 40 minutes and they're like, well, I got 20 minutes to bank. And I'm like, I think I'd want to come in like 55 minutes every single yeah. time. Cause I know yeah. if I stop, it's going to get harder as the, the hours go on. Yeah. By the time you're like a mile 60, getting up out of that chair for sitting for 20 minutes or I mean, sure you wouldn't be there at the same time, but yeah. I always just yeah. think it's a very interesting strategy how some people do it. Yeah. And it's a... wild to see some of these guys like, um, later in the, you know, they'll run like a full day or two. And then it's like, they start picking up the pace because they want the 20 minutes to nap or, you know, so it's like they get faster after they've been running for 40 some hours. <laughs> I had a friend do bigs and his strategy going was he wanted to get it there like with two minutes. Okay. So he wanted to come in like 58, 58 yeah. every time. And I was like, why 58? And he's like, I don't want to stop. He's like, I want to go in and grab my food and then just keep on going. He's like, I do not mm -hmm. want to stop. Because he was treating it um, as if he was running just an ultra, uh, okay. you know, 100 mile or something. He yeah. was trying to go with that mindset. And he did really good. Um, he got over 100 something miles. Um, awesome. <laughs> but I was just blown away. I was like, man, that's cutting it close when you do that. 
Yeah. And he told me a few times he was coming in 59 minutes and had less than a minute. Oh it's so stressful. <laughs> like, and it's, I mean, even like being out that, you know, and you're just constantly, you know, checking the time and then like making sure. So there's definitely, I think like mentally, you know, like there's enough that we struggle with mentally running ultras, like to have a little, like that added time pressure every hour. Um, it, it's a little anxiety for sure. <laughs> I can imagine you as a race director sitting there, like waiting on someone to come in especially when you're at like 20 hours, you know, yeah. or what do they call them? Do they call them? They don't call them laps or hours. What do they call them? They're laps. Yeah. Is that what they call them? Laps. I yeah. thought they called them yeah. something else. Um, Yeah. So like you, they come in at, you know, the, that 20th lap and you're, you're getting stressed out. Cause you're like, you have two minutes to get here, you know? And like, yeah. you can hear people screaming, like, here they come. It's like, that's gotta be stressful for you. You know, just like, it is, you know, especially it is, since you, but it's, so fun to direct because it's one of those races that like um it's so unpredictable uh you know like for some of these ultras or mountains like you you see that who's registered and you're like okay like you kind of know like who's going to come in first or where they're at but with the backyard it's like it's anybody's guess so I mean yeah. somebody will be looking super strong and you're like oh yeah they're gonna they're gonna hang they're gonna be here and then they'll come in the next loop and be like I'm done and you're like Huh? <laughs> <laughs> and then people that like you didn't think were gonna go that long. I mean, they just keep going. I mean, so it's really that piece of it I think is fun to me because there's just you have no idea. Um, and it's it's very surprising. And I like to we had a bunch of younger kids come out this year um and do it. And I think it's a really good way to just kind of see how many, you know, for a lot of people, it was the first time they ever ran 20 miles, you know. I mean, so it's like they they're coming out not necessarily to win, but just it's a good format to you just do four miles at a time and see, you know, where you end up. So that's, that's got to be an eye opener for them, because I would imagine that they just sprint that first four miles and they come in with like 30 <laughs> minutes left and they're like, where's everybody at? And then yeah, like, yeah. you know, us tried and true runners, they're coming in at 50 minutes. You know, yeah, we're like, like ah, slow down. jokes on you. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> yeah, they they learned real quick. Yeah. <laughs> so not broke the 24 hour yet, huh? We have not broke the 24 hours. So 24 laps is um, basically you can, anyone who does 24 laps can get on the at-large list for bigs. Um, so this year, we're a bronze ticket race. Well, last year was our first year as a bronze ticket race. So basically the winner of our race, um, we pay for their entry into a silver ticket race, which is the banana slug down in Oregon. And then the winner of the banana slug gets into bigs. Um, so we're kind of the in the running for that. But then anyone who does 24 laps can be on the at-large list um, and get their name drawn or picked for it. So And what's the at-large so list? Um, it's like from all over like the world. So anyone who does a backyard, um, can be on this at large list. And then they, if they have, um, open spots at bigs, they'll start drawing names. Oh, okay. I didn't realize list. that. Uh, I didn't yeah. realize there was like qualifiers and stuff like that for bigs mm -hmm. either. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, I didn't yeah, either. It's a whole, it's a whole, whole deal. <laughs> <laughs> so you run your race, you win your race, and then you, mm -hmm. you get an entry into, the banana slug is that what you called it? The banana or, slug. Or is yeah. that what the, yeah, the banana slug. That's a cool name for a race banana I slug. Know, I like fun. that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And if you win fun. it, then you go, you are automatically into bigs. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's cool. 
That is neat. I didn't know that. <laughs> Either did I. Yeah. I know it's a whole tiered thing and Laz and Alex Hall and, you know, a couple of these guys that are, you know, putting together these spreadsheets. I mean, it's really like from a race director's perspective, it's definitely like the most complex of the race that I direct, just trying to make sure, you know, like, okay, we've got all the rules and then figuring out where you're at and where are your participants and yeah it's a whole those guys put in a lot of hours coordinating and it's worldwide I mean there's you know backyards all over the world and so it's a whole uh, kudos to them that's a lot it's a job I would not want yeah so I know Biggs does half trail half road as your what is yours so ours is all trail um okay. and um, ours also has some elevation because you know we live in Alaska so like the goal for most backyard courses is like flat and fast right like you just want to get in and get them done but so we hold ours at government peak rec area just at the base of hatcher pass um and so there's about 300 feet of elevate 300 to 400 feet of elevation each <laughs> loop that adds up real quick it adds up real quick <laughs> oh my gosh <laughs> um so i would i would say it's it's a bit more challenging, but, yeah. but I, you know, the first year we did it, I was like, we're just going to try it here and see, um, you know, I wasn't like totally married to this location, but, um, everyone I talked to said that they enjoyed it more. Cause there was like variety of ski trails out there. So you get like some, you know, some up, some down. And I think like for trail runners and I, I don't know if I can say it. like Alaska runners, especially like we don't like to run flat. Like it's just like, we need some variety. So yeah. I think um, everyone I talked to said that they really liked the course. So we'll, we'll keep it until I hear otherwise. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. It, that one, that one scares me. I don't know why, but it does. Yeah. Yeah. Just, well, it's not for me. Yeah, yeah. Maybe okay. maybe one day I'll just do it. Maybe one see. day. Yeah. 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 I'll uh, maybe I'll yeah. surprise myself, but I definitely <laughs> I won't go. So. I definitely will not go 24 hours. I can tell you that. Oh, it's so long. Yeah. Especially without yeah. with three to four hundred feet of gain. That's definitely not happening. Oh yeah. It adds, it adds up. <laughs> so what is your what is your biggest race that you direct? So the biggest one that we direct right now number wise, um, is our veins of gold race. Um, and that's our mountain race that we start at government peak rec. They go straight up gov peak race trail. Uh, and then it's kind of this ridge line over to Hatcher pass and then finishes kind of right there at the red cabins at Hatcher pass. So you kind of hit April bowl and, um, it's just gorgeous up there. So, um, so that's probably our most, that's our biggest, like um, for like number of participants. And I think again, just, you know, people in Alaska like mountain races. And so that's, um, the longest one is Hatcher Pass, like we were talking about. Um, but veins of gold, I think is, it's just kind of unique. Like nobody, everybody likes that trail up there, that ridgeline trail. Um, but it's not ever marked. And so I think it's a good way for people to get up and kind of see what those trails are like up there, um, and have some confidence that, it's marked and there's volunteers out there. And, um, so I think that's kind of been the draw for that and people love Hatcher Pass. So, yeah. Has, um, have you ever thought about doing, um, longer distance than a 50? I have. Oh, really? <laughs> that's the one <laughs> thing that I'm just like, man, I know there's like one up here that's kind of a fat ass style, but I'm like, 
<laughs> where's the hundreds? There's no there. Well, I shouldn't say there's no. There's yeah, like there's a win. There's a winner hundred and you know, a couple, couple winner hundreds, mm-hmm. and then the fat ass hundred. But like a true, a true trail 100. summer one hundred miler. Like yeah, it's it is on my mind often. So I. Well, let me, we'll let see. me just, let we'll me just get see. in your mind a little bit here. <laughs> we'll yeah. You know, and the tricky thing is really like, um, you know, doing the, I don't love like loop core ice after I just go down the backyard, the backyard's a different set of loop, but I don't yeah, love yeah. really long distance, like loop, you know, like I think, um, some of those, like, I don't want people to have to do 10 loops of 10 miles, you know, to get a hundred yeah. miles. So I would love to get something that we could do like a, either a point to point or a big long. So I'm, it's on my list. I would love to, I'd love to put on a hundred miler up here. Awesome. Well, hopefully I'm still here by the time it happens. Yes. Yes. <laughs> well, you have something else in the works this year. A little birdie told me, AKA uh, you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> A little Instagram, like not yet. Yeah. Uh, tell us about it. What's going on? Yeah. So, um, so if you can, I guess, of, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's all, this is still kind of in the works, but I think it should be, um, it should be coming together. But, um, so with kind of the limited number of ultras up here in Alaska, I thought, how can we kind of make this more like inviting, especially to kind of like our own Alaska ultra community. And then also I think my goal is always to get people from the lower 48 up and running our races. And uh, so, um, so I have been working on kind of a 50, a triple crown of 50 milers in Alaska. And so um, the kind of the big 50 milers that are up here are all one week within one weekend of each other. So we've got Res Pass and Hatcher Pass and then Drew's Angel. And so um, so I've been talking to Stacy that kind of knows the gal that puts on Drew's Angel and then Brandon and um, the Res Pass crew. Um, and so we're going to try and put together something special for the people who decide to compete in all 350 milers. So that is, I'm, I'm, I'm in. <laughs> it's awesome. I just think it's a great way, you know, and then it's like, if somebody's coming up to Alaska, it's like, you just come up and you just one, two, three, and you get them all done. And, um, I think it's awesome. and they're also, and they're all so unique too. I mean, like, you know, you've got res pass, so you get to see kind of the whole, um, hope and the peninsula and then Hatcher pass, and then, you know, get up to Fairbanks and do China hot spring. I mean, it's just, it's a great way to see Alaska. <laughs> They get harder as you go too, they right? They get harder. Yes. Yeah. Because <laughs> I was looking at Res Pass. So Res Pass has maybe what, like 1,500, 2,000 feet of climb. It's a fairly mm-hmm. flattish 50 miler, but it's all trail. It's all trail. It, mm-hmm. Yeah. It doesn't look as, you know, it, it doesn't, it doesn't look like it's very intimidating elevation was, but. Right. Or elevation gain was. Right. Um, right. And then yours is pretty intimidating. Brutal. Yeah. yeah. Tell us yeah. about yours. Yours is kind of a unique <laughs> platform. Yeah. So, so mine, I can't totally take credit for like the 50 miles. So, um, um, the Hatcher Pass Marathon is kind of the base of it. And so the Hatcher Pass Marathon has gone on for, oh gosh, 11, 12 years now. Um, our friends, Tony and Dave used to direct it. And then Natalie Bickers, um, from Happy, Happy Malamute, she directed it for a while. And so then I was kind of 
passed on to me. And so that starts in Willow and then it runs up the pass. So the whole race is basically uphill, except for the final two miles, which is like this just steep quad burner down into Hatcher Pass. So that was kind of the base of it. And then Tony and Dave and a couple of other friends, they would sign up for the marathon and then park their cars at the red cabins at Hatcher Pass because they didn't want to have to shuttle or mess with cars getting back. And then they would run down to the marathon start and then do the marathon. So it was kind of based off of their, what they would just do to get extra mileage the day of the race. And so I thought- <laughs> Extra know, mileage is gonna... in a marathon. <laughs> yeah, exactly. marathon. <laughs> yeah, I'm just going to do a marathon before the marathon. Um, so, so anyway, so this year I just finally said, you know what, we're just going to, we're just going to make it a race. We're just going to, you know, put it out there and see how many other people want to do this. Cause it was usually just you know, one or two of them and I'd be out set in the course and, you know, they'd be running by in the dark by themselves. And I'm like, we should just make this a race. And so, um, so now, yes, for the 50 miler. So you start at Hatcher Pass, you do the two miles uphill, and then you run all the way down to the marathon start and then you turn around and run all the way back up. So it's, um, it's pretty intense. How yeah. far is how, what's the gain in, in loss? 3,800, I think. I think it's right around 3,800. Okay. So, and, and that one's primarily road. Is that right? That one's like gravel road. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. So beating yeah, you up so in a different the road. way. <laughs> yeah. So you're on the road the whole time and it is definitely, yeah. Beat you up in a different way for sure. Um, but I mean, it's beautiful. That whole pass area. I don't know if you've driven through there at all, but I mean, it's, you get all the views. It's gorgeous. Um, mm -hmm. and, and typically weather, I mean, weather can kind of be anything, but we've had some really nice days out there and, uh, you know, it's the first weekend of August. So, so it's a, it's a really fun one, but it's very, it's very challenging. I think just the steep up and the steep down is, um, it's tough. <laughs> yeah. A marathon that just climbs for 24 miles. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Take that heartbreak. And it's hill. a little bit longer than a marathon. I have to put that out there. Oh, like here we go. Like, yeah. Bonus miles. <laughs> we get a lot of bonus miles. Everybody says I mark my races and ish miles, which is oh, very yeah. accurate. So, I think yeah, I called like, you out one time on mm, that. Probably. I think I did. <laughs> oh, that's funny. That's funny. Yeah. I just am like, you know, you're out here. So it's, you're just going to run until you see the finish line. So <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> like I tried to get mile markers the first year I directed it. And then I was like, I, this is stupid to even put these out because you know <laughs> everybody's like telling me like that wasn't, I'm like, I know. <laughs> yeah. According to my Garmin, um, you know, right. <laughs> the, the calculations firing off all three satellites, that was, uh, exactly. 0.7 miles, uh, less like shut up. Yep. Yep, exactly. Just, just take so, your bonus miles. <laughs> go take your bonus miles and do what you will with them. I bet yeah. I I am gonna sit here right here and say that you probably don't hear any complaints from the ultra runners. It's all the marathon runners. Yes. <laughs> true. Ultra runners are like, well, it's gonna be 52. It's gonna be 52. Yeah, be yeah like I don't know, whatever. <laughs> That's awesome. It's, it's so funny yeah. how I mean when you've run enough ultras. And, you know, some people don't realize how the race directors put it together. Like sometimes they don't go around the whole course with their watch, you know, right. they segment it together yeah. and there's all the loss or gain for that. But it's always funny. I have a friend in Colorado and he would like call, he had a 50 K <clears throat> and it was actually like 53 ish miles. 
mm-hmm. and people would get so mad at him. That finally, he's like, "It's a 55k." Right. <laughs> I'm sick of hearing all you people complain. And he and he tells them at the race brief, like, "It could be more, it could be less, but you know, when it's your first 50k or people getting into it, yeah, someone from the marathon world." That's so not happening. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Well, and it is. It's like you know, if you're on a trail, it's like you got to get back somehow. Like I can't control. You know, if you have to do this loop, you have to do this loop. That's how you get to the finish, and it might be a mile longer. It might not. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. You know, though, I did run a hundred k this year, and the the website said about six thousand feet of elevation gain. Yeah. And I had almost 10. So that's a, di- oh, that's a bit different. That's a pretty, <laughs> that's a big difference. See, this is why I don't even look at that stuff before I run a race. Yeah, I like, know. I mean, I look me. at it, but I'm like, I would have thought, okay, if I'd have got seven, that's a little bit different, but I got almost 4,000 feet that's more than what, what it was said. And it's like, I felt that extra 4,000 too. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And then the third race uh, in the Triple Crown comes up here to Fairbanks. And Fairbanks is not like mountainous. I mean, we have big hills, I guess you could say. Um, But it's the biggest elevation gain race of all the all three of them. I think it has Mm -hmm. like, what, 13,000 feet or something like that. It's pretty pretty insane for a 50 mile or 13,000. Yeah. That's yeah, a big Stacey race. Yeah, was saying the weather can be pretty unpredictable. Like, I mean, she, you know, I think it's a pretty tough one. So yeah. I, I'm looking at. I'd like to. I mean, I'm going to do Res Pass, but I'm. I'd like to also sign up for that one. I'd like to be at all three of them. I feel like if I'm going to put this together, I should. Yeah. I should be at all. <laughs> well, I know we talked a little bit before the the podcast started, but what are y'all looking at for like? prizes just to get some of the people up here like what so if i'm coming from the states what am i getting to run these three races yeah we're working on that i know for sure i'm we're gonna have a a triple crown belt buckle like an alaska like a good you know alaska belt buckle so if that's something that people are really you know think they need to have on their wall we're gonna we're gonna put that together and then um i don't know who is who in this podcast is putting a buckle on the wall but we we (laughs) wear our we wear your buckles absolutely i wear my buckles i i worked my ass off for my buckles i wear my buckles <laughs> i don't wear belts enough that's what that's my problem uh, I, I get that out no there. i wear pants that have belt loops just so i can wear my belt just so you can wear it. I love it. <laughs> we always shame people on this podcast we'll have somebody on they're like yeah they're under our bed i don't know where they are i'm just like oh my gosh in the podcast now <laughs> We wear our belt buckles. I love it. So love it has it. to be so, a yes. big one because like the whole thing with Alaska is like, we're the biggest state, we're the you biggest know, you, you gotta, you gotta come hard on it. So yeah, let's see. yeah, I gotta, I gotta probably source out that creativity. I gotta find, find somebody to design that one, but, um, but yeah, so we'll, we'll have a belt buckle and then, um, I'm going to start kind of reaching out to some of our, some of our other brands and, and people and see what, see who else we can get on board. I think this will be kind of exciting to, to, for people. So we'll see. It's just, like I said, it's just in the baby steps of kind of formation. I know Stacy, I'd emailed Brandon with ResPass and I was talking to Stacy when we were down at the running event. So it's all, we're just in, in the planning stages of it right now, but I think yeah. it's going to, I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be exciting. Do you think it'll happen this year? Or do you think it's going to be 25? Yeah. No, I think, I think we can pull it off this year. Awesome. Why? I mean, why not? I just, (laughs) I mean, in all reality, like you don't really have to do much other than 
you know, get some type of prize, but people just have yeah. to sign up for the the three. Are you going to have a special yeah. sign up for three of them or is it going to be? We might. Uh, well, rest pass is free. Yeah. So, yeah. I knew that. Yeah. yeah Cause it's, um, it's essentially a fat ass, right? Mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Um, and so, so I might have to figure out if we'll, we'll probably do a discount for Hatcher and we'll, I'll figure out with Drew's, but, um, yeah, we'll, we'll put something together. So cool. I've got, got a few weeks before the end of the year to do some creative thinking about how that's all going to work, but <laughs> that's awesome. Well, maybe yeah. we can get Robbie up to run it one of these times. That'd be awesome. He needs to come up and run a, run the trouble crown of fifties. Yeah. Yeah. And that that uh, backyard's got my eye backyard's got yeah. I think you're, I think you're gonna be for the backyard. I think that'd be a good I'll one. Yeah, you. I'll crew <laughs> there you. you go. The crew is so important, man. It is. I, in all the documentaries that I've watched, like the crew is like you have to be on point with the crew. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's so important. I know I would send my uh, my friend who does a lot of my crew, and I'm like tagging her in videos, like, okay, see what they're doing, like. <laughs> <laughs> This is not me telling you. No, you just got to watch. Yeah, no, just watch the video. <laughs> Take notes. My crew just has to keep me alive. That's all I ask. <laughs> yeah, yeah. My wife's got it down to a point now. She's She's got That's it down awesome. to a science. Don't let That's him take awesome. his jacket out when he leaves and, you know, fill him full of food and kick him out. Yep. There you go. I have a Pretty habit. Simple. I wanted to take my jacket. I don't know what it is. Oh, <laughs> Never need it. No, as soon as I leave, I'm warm again, but you know how it yeah. is. Yeah. Your brain doesn't function after 50 miles. No, no. That's funny. Well, Heidi, tell us, um, tell us a little bit about what kind of gear you're using. So, you know, it's a, it's a different world running up here. Um, you know, everybody kind of has their thing that they like to try out. I'm trying out different styles of gear right now and finding out what, what I think works, what doesn't, but what are you using? Yeah. Um, well, you know, kind of working in the running industry, it's, um, I try a lot of stuff. Like, so I'm kind of all over the place. Like I'll just be like, Oh, let's try this, this run. And, and that has not always served me real well. <laughs> um, <laughs> obviously for obvious reasons. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I'm kind of a, I really like my Solomon trail shoes. So I've, I've run almost all of my ultras and the S lab ultra three. Um, and so those have, just worked for me. I like them. I like being kind of feeling the ground. Um, so I'm on my third pair of those. Uh, and then this winter I got the Solomon winter cross spike, which are kind of like, they have a, a gator on them with a zipper and they're kind of based off like the ultra glide shoes. So they're like really a running shoe. Whereas like a lot of people were wearing ice bugs or, you know, another studded shoe. Um, they're just, they seem to be a little firm. Like I can't do many miles in the Solomon speed cross or the spike cross. They're just kind of more of a mountain shoe than like a good running shoe. So I've been super impressed with the winter cross bike from Solomon. So, um, that's what I've running in now, but, uh, and then gear wise, clothing wise, I craft for me, like winter running, that's kind of all I wear. They've got like their subsy, um, like sweater that is like the only layer. I mean, I put on like a wool base layer and put that on and I'm hot usually like craft um, has it craft has it figured out for the winter running craft has it figured out. Yeah, They really yeah. do. Like there, mm-hmm. I've tried a bunch of different companies and you know, like Brooks is, I got a lot of Brooks's stuff too. And they're, yeah. they're, they're, putting their foot in the right direction i will say that but oh good but as far as like 
craft. Like it's hard yeah. to, it's hard to beat them, honestly. Beat. Yeah. Yeah. They just, they know. <laughs> they know. Yeah. So, so those are kind of my two brands that I'll, you know, kind of go back and forth with. I mean, and Solomon too, kind of their running tights. They're, they've got a really good like running short that I, um, that I really like, but yeah. So those are kind of the two clothing brands that I have really used for layers. Um, you know, whether it's the, the wool and I usually, you know, I mean, again, depending on how cold it is, like today, I was just in a, a wool base layer in that craft sub Z sweater and it was perfect. So, um, but, uh, but yeah, so that's kind of shoes, feet. I wear a Solomon vest. Um, nutrition wise, I just got kind of, um, introduced to like all the gnarly nutrition products. Um, and so I'm, kind of playing around with those and I've liked them so far. So they have like a really good, like fuel 2.0 that, um, is like electrolytes and calories and kind of everything in their drink mix. And, um, and, and that has been good for me. I also like spring, um, awesome sauce is like the, the perfect. I don't know if you guys oh, like yeah. that, but that's, uh, that's, <laughs> that's our go-to that, that's <laughs> per- perfect go-to and then honey stinger, their gold, um, which is just basically like pure honey, um, that I really like in the middle of a, a long ultra, um, it's not so great when it spills all over you and you're running in the middle of bear country, but it's. <laughs> oh yeah. I never thought about it just that. Happened, like, oh, happened before. Yeah. You're just, your gloves are all covered in honey and you're like, Oh, this probably isn't uh we should probably put this away or clean this up. But um, have you ever had any scares with bears? Um, not really. Uh, like on a couple hikes, we've kind of seen them, you know, scared them out of the bushes, but not like not running while I haven't. Um, they typically get away. I mean, they typically, I would assume smell you and hear you and they're gone. Yeah. Yeah. The only time I was like really, really nervous was doing res pass. Um, and I think that was just because I'd never done res pass before. And I was pretty much solo the whole run and so I just you know your mind is just I'm like there's a bear around every corner like I just yeah. know like <laughs> there's a big um, population of bears down there too, there's a so. big population of bears yeah and um and we don't really see a lot like kind of in the Matsu Valley like I know a lot of my friends that are running in Anchorage like they run into them all the time so I think a little bit of it is like I'm just not super familiar with like what to do I mean we see moose all the time so those you know I, I know what to do with that but with bears, I'm like, I just don't have enough experience. So then I'm like, maybe I need more experience. Maybe I need to go deeper into bear country. <laughs> <laughs> that's probably not so a good, so that's probably a good thing. You don't have a lot of experience. That. <laughs> that's not experience that I want. <laughs> I was just thinking, I'm like, I got to get more experience with bears. I'm like, oh. yeah. <laughs> I need to like, not be afraid. Like, you know, <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> Um, so yeah, um, so anyway, Honey Stinger, um, Scratch Labs, I like their gummies, they're they're good. Um, and then what else do I use for fuel? I think that's pretty much that's kind of it for fuel. Um, and then I don't know, hat wise, I always wear Boko gear hats, I like the trucker hats. Um, and so those are my my go to. I like the Velcro ones instead of the snapback because I don't, you know, rub your head and make y'all, you know, so. Cool. What, um, who is somebody from your network that would have a cool story or, you know, someone that would be really fun to have on the podcast? Yeah. So, um, my friend Jameson Collins has, um, just did all of the, 
Uh, Candace is 200s. He did the triple crown of 200s this year. He's also really um, into backyard ultras. And so I think he's he's got some pretty big goals this year um, for for some of the backyards and some of uh, long distance. Um, and he just has, he's one of those guys that's just, you like to hear him talk. He's super encouraging. He's fun to run with. He's got a great story. Um, and he's making um, these alpha direct hoodies. Did you get one? I did. And he's already booked. Yeah. He's already booked. Okay. He's already booked. Awesome. Yeah. We're oh, already, already got oh. him on. Awesome. That makes me excited. So anyway, so I'm super excited for you to connect with him. Um, I think he's got a, he's got a great story just about, um, you know, putting in the work and doing the grind and, um, you know, staying positive with it. And um, I'm, I'm super excited. It's been fun to to fun to follow him. I met him. He came, him and his friend uh, came and did our first backyard ultra. And so that was kind of my first introduction um, to him and, uh, and then just, it's been super fun to follow along with him. So I'm excited for you to yeah. have Yeah. Him. Anybody that can do the triple crown, it's yeah. huge respect. Yeah. That is yeah. Insane. And he's just, he's so quiet, you know, he's just kind of a, a quiet, humble guy. Like, you know, you just, and then he's like, oh yeah, I just did all of these races. And you're like, <laughs> Tell me more. Oh, yeah. By the way, I just <laughs> crushed, you know, well, there's going to be the quad crown this year, I think. Yeah. With yeah. the Coca Dona. Oh yeah. Yep. That's right. Yep. I don't think her race is this year. I think she's dropping it on she's 25. She's doing that on 25, right? Yeah. 300. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then there'd be so. five. Because I think they're, well, I don't know if Cocodona is actually considered part of the, but everyone's considering it for everyone's the quad. Considered. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah then there'll be five collectively that that's what it is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's the four big ones, I guess. I didn't right, know this, but right. there's like 20 or 25 200s in the U.S. And it's like, that's insane. Really? Yeah. I see. I know. See, I gotta, I gotta get up there. It's funny. I'm like, I'm, I've been kind of waiting. I haven't done a hundred miler yet. So I've done a hundred K and I haven't quite bit off the hundred miler yet, but it's like, I feel like, you know, are you even an ultra runner? Like if you haven't done a hundred miler, cause the numbers just keep getting bigger and bigger. And you're just like, I don't know. I'm just like, I'm kind of a babe. Like I'm just dipping my toe in them, you know? <laughs> You are definitely an ultra marathoner if you've run any distance in the ultra marathon category. Right, right. That's, that's yeah, but the numbers, the races just get bigger and bigger. So. They do. They're there's just, never, yeah. there's never going to be an end. Never no, going to be an end. No, no. <laughs> well, Heidi, where can uh, where can people find you? How can they sign up for your races? What's uh, yeah? So what's all the... of our um, our Instagram stuff is activeevents.com. Um, activesouls.com has all of our race info. Um, so kind of anything through Active Souls, and then um, so we post all of our all of our registration for all of our races are open now. So um, so we're live with all of our races, um, and then yeah, and then I'm on Instagram. I post most of our stuff. It's um, I share that. So Heidi in the wild is that and. Yeah, but check out Active Souls. That's where you'll find all of the all the good details. So awesome. Well, you guys uh make a special trip up here. Come yes. run the triple crown of fifties. Go sign up for a mountain race. Like there's so many options. So many options. <laughs> Why do you thank you so much for coming on? Um, it was a blast talking to you, learning, um, learning about all kinds of cool stuff. I didn't know about any of the backyard ultra stuff. So I, I was learnt today. <laughs> awesome. yes. Well, well, thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. It was fun to fun to chat with you guys. <laughs>